Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. I've got a joke for you. All right, far away. Uh, you know, we've got an election this week. We do. Well, I always feel like uh, waiting for election results is like waiting for a grade on a group project. Okay. I know I did my part right, but I'm worried about what the rest of you screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that is a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> All right. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, 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 drunk drunk accountant, drunk accountant, <laughs> you can't half tell us when lodgement deadline yeah recently. it must just be the vibe we're in yeah. tim at the moment um so uh we yeah. missed last week we missed last week apologies apologies um which is quite funny actually because we ended the podcast the week before saying we do it every week no matter what's going on in our lives <laughs> guess we just uh, forgot it was lodgement the next week yeah and gotta be busy uh, but we're back we're back and this week is the election special of the podcast we're, we're all voting this weekend you know we're all yeah. uh, gonna take that election sausage um yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> jesus once every uh, four years you get some election sausage yeah we're just gonna gobble up some of that dem- <laughs> <laughs> democracy sausage <laughs> And uh, yeah, so we thought we'd do a bit of a summary about what the major parties are offering and how that might affect you and your small business to help make decisions. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, yeah, we'd like to know all this stuff too. It's really hard to choose who to vote for at the moment. I think Mm. everyone's feeling the same. So we'll put out some info and uh, hey, we might even be able to figure out ourselves who to vote for here then so. yeah and i know what you're thinking oh, i've had so much election coverage going on there's so you know oh, i'm sick of hearing about them well you know what you haven't heard us talk about <laughs> yeah. it <laughs> and so that's going to be better yeah yeah well, none of the none of the uh the bullshit yeah i think yeah, yeah really none of the bs none of that bs we're just going to dive into facts as much as possible. As much as and, possible. And to, I guess make, help you make a decision Yeah. on who's going to lead our country yeah. for the next four years. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, three years, Tim, is the election cycle. Ah, no, it's almost roughly four. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, but first, Tim. What, what is, is the Tim, Tim and Dan Low? How has your fortnight been, Tim? Very busy. Mm. Very, very, very busy. Yeah, lodgement deadline has just ruled my thinking for mm. the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been um, it's been a busy year, and I guess I think a lot of accounting firms have probably been in the same boat. Mm. Bit of work to finish off still. Um, got applying some, for extensions. Got some tax planning sneaking its way through. Yeah. Some that- trust distribution minutes coming through this time of year is sort of just like a funnel mm. everything that's just culminated across the entire year is mm. like yeah we'll get that sorted mm. is now really funneling for these past few months yeah, i have vague memories of june being like a downtime yeah i just don't remember that being i a can't thing. ever remember a downtime to be mm. honest people say oh when's when's 
when's your busy time around tax mm. time? I'm it's like, just no, all it's year. Just always. Yeah, it's just so all it's year. Just always. Mm. But it's Never a good thing. Busy. I'd rather be busy than not be busy. Yeah, not complaining. Yeah. But it's just um, when there's deadlines, mm. Mm. it's just a bit more intense, which there is mm. deadlines, obviously. Yeah, I think, moment. I don't remember if this had already happened last time we spoke to him, but, uh, but you know, another reason you could be tired is uh, you're back playing AFL on the weekends. I am, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's mm. been intense too. Mm. It has been really good. I've gotten through three games mm. so far. Uh, we lost the first one I played. Mm. Against Bado Bay. Mm, playing, for, playing for Terrigal, mm. Mighty Panthers. And yeah, so we lost to Bado Bay. Uh, we'll beat them next time. And then we smashed West Wall's End. Mm. And we uh, smashed Cardiff. So Well, you're, you're kicking goals on and off the field, Tim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <You> <laughs> well, not literally, I think. I didn't kick you, any goals. You're in defence. Yeah, I'm yeah, in defence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saving goals. Setting them up. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> One goal saved is worth three kicks. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's What's happening good. with you, Dan? Ah, you know, just the usual. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just hanging, chilling, oh, yeah? killing, yeah, uh, slicing and dicing. <laughs> uh, you know how it is. Very vague. Yeah. Very. Well, not a lot's been happening. <laughs> just work. Same as you. Just been busy. I've done a few planning days with clients in the past couple of weeks, which has been really yeah, good. That was good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just a good time to uh, refocus getting, and getting into some fitness. Yeah, get into some fitness slowly but surely. Uh, I'm really keen to do some swimming. Mm. Get back into my swimming. It's nice. been a while, and so nice. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Not much really. <laughs> not much really. Might go camping again in cool. a couple of weeks. So you that's going to be swag good. Now. Got my swag, my swag, and my swagger. Yeah. <laughs> so both. <laughs> Got my swagger back. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Anyway, uh, Tim, let's move on to the... <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> let's move on to the uh, business update sponsored by Cats Accountants. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think I actually saved a couple of interesting articles that mm. had come through recently. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, here we go. This was an interesting one I read. Mm. It's always Accountants Daily. They just, man, they smash your inbox with emails. But they it do. is good. There's a, bit of, there's a bit of info. They do love to smush my inbox. Uh, lifestyles of the rich can raise a red flag, says ATO. Mm. Lifestyles out of sync with after-tax income are among a range of behaviors by wealthy individuals that will raise a red flag, the ATO said, in a revised list of trigger warnings. So, uh, if you're a tradie and uh, you're... Your income's thirty grand a year, and your business is met at loss every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you own three investment properties, and you've got a boat, and you live in the high life on Instagram. Yeah, then that's potentially going to raise some red flags. Yeah, they're going to be like, "How are you affording all those things?" Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, yeah, there's a bit of a list here, but I mean, basically, what they're saying—it's interesting. They're basically saying, "Keep your lodgements up to date." Be transparent mm. and, um, yeah, and I guess be honest. <laughs> mm. um, be honest about your income and your expenses and you won't have anything to worry about. Is that so hard to <laughs> ask for? Is, is that so hard to ask I mean, for? Some people like to just push the letter, don't yeah. they? So. They do. They do. Uh, another one that I saw come through recently, Tim, is the ATO are cracking down on overdue debt again. So, there was a little bit of a, a slow period over COVID. Yeah. Um, you may remember the times before COVID when they just absolutely went bonkers mm. um, chasing debt. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's going it's to happen again. again. So, um, if you owe the ATO anything right now, 
get in touch with them, yeah. be transparent, make some payment plans, make yeah. a plan to to get out of that debt because uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna start chasing it again. We haven't talked much about the interest rate rise yet, either Dan, because yeah. we did a brewing your business last episode. Mm. It had been announced before that, but you're right. Um, there has been a rate rise. There's been a rate rise, which we all saw coming. Yeah, and I'd been saying it. I'd been saying it for time. Yeah. Am I a genius? Well, I can't say that, but yeah. yes. You're, you're an economist. Yeah, exactly. Um, you should go write articles for the New York Times or something. I should. I should. Yeah. 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 Well, watch out for that. Um, mm. Jeremy Thorpe, friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The actual economist. The actual economist. Uh, he may have told me that it were going to happen, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of you, if you listen to that episode. Nice but, to have an inside run. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, interest rates went up. Apparently, there's a news article I read during the week, Tim, that uh, it was almost an even bigger rate rise. It was going to be 0.4%. Um, I didn't know they could do that. I thought it would be in multiples of 0.25. Yeah, yeah. no. Nah. Well, sometimes they just do it 0.5, uh, 0.05 or 0.01. Yeah, so that's like what just a very small one. Very yeah. small. Okay. It, that's what they've been doing in the decreases. Yeah. But um, yeah, 0.25 is actually quite a big mm. increase. Yeah. They were going to go 0.4. But they were worried. And, but they have flagged that um, there will be further increases this year so absolutely yeah if um if if you you're sitting there wondering about uh, interest rates going up we'll budget for it because it's mm. it's going to go up a couple of percent in the next in the next year or two so yeah i guess we'll see how that interplays with business with employment inflation with wage growth markets for things like houses mm. The, the the stock market is really taking a hit yeah. at the moment. So it's the crypto market. Crypto. Whew. The floor fell out of that, didn't it? Yeah. And it, it could be partly related to interest rates because mm. people are like, oh, well, may as well just put my money back in a bank account now. Safe as interest. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, the, and uh, I mean, elections. I'm going to get into, I'm going to get into my, I'm going to have, I have a, I have a Dan's grievance. Oh, coming good. up um, when we talk about the election. I love Dan's grievances. Dan's grievance. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But okay. um, but yeah, it, it is interesting what's happening. You know, uh, wage growth figures come out. I think this week. Mm. Um, so it will be interesting to see what that actually looks like. Hopefully, there is some. Yeah, hopefully there is some. But uh, yeah, there's a big argument going on during the election at the moment. You know, uh, Labor saying, well, we should increase the minimum wage by at least inflation, so it should go yeah. up five percent in June. Wow. Uh, the Liberal government said, no, that's a bad idea mm. because um, that might cause more inflation. Wow. And uh, so then, you know, the easy political win there is what? So you want people to go backwards with their money, mm. do you? But yeah, difficult, difficult, you know. A bit of economic management debate mm. happening there. Which is nice to see some substantive you know, policy debates happening instead of just, he's a loose unit, yeah, with you, yeah. which was on that topic. But uh, I hate that. Anyway, um, I hate that. Let's, uh, let's go. Tim, do you have a tight-ass tip? I do. I have a time-ass tip. Mm. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's probably not too late because mm. I think we'll probably get this out Thursday or Friday, Dan. Maybe even today. Maybe even today. Mm. Today is Wednesday, the mm. 18th of May. Mm. If you're listening to this, it's not too late. You can go and do a pre-election vote. Mm. So, um, there's less lines mm -hmm. and you'll still get hassled at the door because there's those annoying people mm -hmm. that are holding the placards and mm. giving you the, the rubbish. Mm. But you can get your vote in now instead of waiting for the actual day on Saturday. There's no, you don't need a special reason. 
the the bowling bo- the tolling booths ah whatever they are polling booths polling booths they're open so I like this for the time poor people out there right right yeah. um however I like going there on election day no I do I like <sighs> the vibe I like being part of it I, I hate like the, the vibe this is our this is our chance to have our word Tim with everyone there I gobble down a democracy sausage <laughs> I get a chucky crackle a can of drink this, I this support my local scout hall or public school or whatever it is you're a confusing guy dan because you don't like you know big crowds and and people mm. generally like you're sort of mm. like you know i know my people and mm. you know i'm happy with that mm. but then you like election days i, I like go there and i just look around and i'm like i've got no chance oh, Tim, it doesn't matter my vote is useless this is democracy <laughs> manifest, manifest. <laughs> I just look around and, you know, no offense to the general public, but I'm just like, my vote is just wasted here. Mm. I don't, it doesn't matter what I vote. And Tim, it always no, matters it what you, you vote. It feel small and insignificant. Unless you're voting for the opposite party in a very safe seat, your vote <laughs> always counts. <laughs> well, lucky for us, we sort of are a bit of a marginal seat here. Are so we? It could mm. come down to your vote. Mm. Well, actually it was tight last time. I checked last result. Last yeah. Time election mm. i think it was under a thousand votes yeah the difference yeah exactly so it's literally your vote counts tim we're gonna actually every vote does count mm. and we are going to talk about that in the preferential main voting today because yeah. i know a lot of people understand how that works mm. but let's just make sure everyone understands how that works mm-hmm. all right yeah anyway let's uh let's move on to our main topic then tim all and right. that is the election this year all right, so just to start this off, we did put feelers out there to both major parties and our local members. Mm. Well, uh, not one of them's a local member. The other one is running to be our local member. Yeah. Uh, to get them to come on to talk about what their policies for small businesses are going to be, um, we are yet to hear back at time of recording. Yeah. We left it a little late to contact them. We did. But also, um, they're probably not keen to go on the two drunk accountants I don't, um, know, I don't know. I don't know With a few days before the election, I'm not sure. I mean, we're not gotcha politics <laughs> uh, media here. We're not going to try and set them up. Like, why do you hate the working class, <laughs> ex candidate? <laughs> Answer me that question. Yeah, uh, how are you ripping us off this time? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's not us. Yeah, we just wanted to to get a summary of of how your business um, policies uh, policies are shaping mm. up. Yeah, exactly. So instead, I've turned to Another source. Yeah. And that would be the ABC's policy cheat sheet. The ABC, which is, you know, some people question the ABC because um, sometimes they have a certain slant as well. Yeah. In a direction. I've been thinking of this recently Mm. and I I maybe even have said this on the podcast before that, you know, a lot of the media in the country is owned by more conservative outlets, right? So, so Mm. a a lot of front pages are, you know, Mm. blasting uh, labor. Mm. And and in historically, yeah, um, I'm not sure what they're doing this election. I haven't been looking. Yeah, me either. Um, but that would always mean that an uh, an outlet that is in the center mm. is going to look to the left Just compared to that. Compared to mm. that, true. So true. I I think there is definitely a little slant to a lot of the people on the ABC that yeah. tracks a certain person. Yes, a lot of the time, um, yes. especially in the youth side of things. Yeah. And the older ones, there are some conservative commentators on the ABC, but, yeah. but not much that people, younger people would be watching. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I often wonder, yeah, are yeah. they that much to the left or are yeah. they just to the left of the rest of the media? 
Well, that's true. That's a fair point. Because mm. yeah. I think it's important to have a, a non-partial, non-relying on advertising mm. outlet. Definitely. Yeah. Which is why I support the ABC. Cool. Okay. Anyway. All right. That's just my... Sounds good, Dan. All right. So, let's, um, let's start off with Dan's grievance. Yeah. I want to hear it. Let's go. <laughs> Housing policy. Yeah. There's been so... Was a liberal liberal of announced first home buyer is going to be able to use their super mm-hmm. as a deposit? Mm-hmm. That's yep. interesting. So, back background to this yeah. to this policy. Yeah. So last election, yeah, it was widely considered that uh, liberal government were going to lose. Right? Yes. Labor had an, an unlosable election ahead of them. You know. Yeah. Every poll was saying they're well ahead. Yeah. Everyone was sick of the swapping of prime ministers. I think they even took um, took photos, victory photos before that, the it, election. Yeah, it, it was it was uh, un- unlosable for them, right? <laughs> so good. <laughs> Which is why when when the Liberal government won, ScoMo was like, "I believe in miracles." <laughs> <laughs> there is a God. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, baby Jesus. Yeah, and I bet you. <laughs> Six months later, when the word COVID crossed his desk, he was probably like, ah, shit. <laughs> Why couldn't I have lost that one? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and but the reason, so they took some big swings with policies, right? Mm. And, and a lot of those were around some of the uh, concessions that investors in property get, which mm. negative gearing yeah. and capital gains tax, right? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people believe it's because of those policies they lost. Because people in Australia love houses. They love investing in houses. And uh, the reason why it is such an attractive thing in this country is because there are tax incentives to do it. Yes. That might surprise a lot of people, but the system is set up to give you an advantage for investing in those assets. It's a bit of a chicken and egg thing there. Like that egg was laid Mm. and then housing became a very good investment for Mm. people or like very popular. Mm. And people like houses because mm. they can touch them. They can feel them, them and they can look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then with all of those things, it gains so much momentum that, yeah, everyone just loves investing in property. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you take away those incentives, mm-hmm. it's less attractive, mm. potentially. Mm. Uh, and people don't like that. And they don't want the value of their investments to go down. And they don't want the value of their home to go down. Yes. However, that is sort of what's needed. Mm. either substantial, substantial wage growth Mm. to make the cost of a property equate to what people earn or small wage growth and small property decrease in value, Mm. right? Yes. You can't have a 30 to 40% gain in property in one year and then be angry it goes down 10. True. Very true. That's my stance. Very true. Very I'm true. a bit biased because I went through a significant <laughs> issue trying to buy a house during that market last yeah. year. You may be, yeah. But- Seeing this from I a think, certain angle. I think that is that is fairly fair. No, that's definitely fair. And yeah. I think, you know, we are going to see that adjustment probably. Because interest in, rates are going up. In many markets. Yeah. Maybe not all markets. Not all markets, but in many markets. In many markets. And, and no one's asking property prices to halve. They're no. just saying, go back to something reasonable. Yeah. Still, you still got gains. Mm. You still got gains. Anyway, yeah. my problem is that no government now can say that. Mm. It, right? So, their yeah. policies are how can we make people able to buy a house, mm. which all they're doing is adding to the demand side. Yes. So, this brings me to the recent announcement, which was first-home buyers of any age and any wage bracket mm. uh, can draw down on their super mm. to help with their deposit because that's a hurdle to buying into a property right it is. now. Yep. 
Um, so all that is doing is adding more people able to buy a house and therefore compete and yeah. then property prices going up, yeah. which then requires you to have an even bigger deposit again. Mm, yeah. So how is that good policy? It doesn't seem like it's good policy to me unless you're also mm. addressing the supply side. Now, they have announced a few policies. Yeah. One was further incentives for people to downsize yeah. from a family home to a smaller house. Yeah. Again, a lot of the commentate, commentary that I saw said... Um, well, the downsizing from a four or five bedroom home in, in the examples that they'd give mm. to a three bedroom home, which is what, what a first, first home, home is. are competing against. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Again, making that market hotter. Exactly. And harder. Um, yeah. And, and uh, it's also slightly, you know, you can only draw down on your super mm. if you have that money in your super. Yeah. So if you're a significant wage earner and you've got $200,000 in there and you can draw out 80 grand or yeah. you can't, there's a top of 50, but yeah. you can draw out that 50, yeah. um, then great. Yeah. But you're probably in a financial position mm. where you've been earning enough money that you have savings. Yeah. The average, I think they said, is people might be able to get 10 grand mm. if you're in that first home um, buyer kind of bracket, yeah. Yeah. which isn't that much. No, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Anyway, I'm disillusioned with the entire process. It's fair enough, Dan. It is a big problem mm. and there is no easy answer. Mm. Um, yeah, we could be in for some pain in the property market mm. if things keep going the way they're going, which mm. is the big concern, I guess. Like, Why keep um, lulling people who can't afford to buy a home mm. into buying a home mm. by drawing down on their super? which could potentially be wiped out within a year of them purchasing that. Because that the interest rates go up and supply and demand. It gives them somewhere slightly. to live. It mm. does give them somewhere to live. Um, but yeah, you'd hate to see the government then bailing out banks and borrowers. <laughs> yeah. Who homes being foreclosed on because yeah. using their super. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I see both sides of the coin It is really nice to ha try and help people to be able to afford a mm. house though. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and maybe there's something to say about our generation of, we all envisaged buying a house where we wanted to live mm. rather than moving out to the sticks mm. and, and I guess finding a cheaper option. So mm. there's sort of an element of that as well. Mm. Um, like human nature is going to be mm. that we just, if we can, just afford to live where we want to live. We we're going to push. We're yeah. going to push the letter and do it, aren't we? Yeah. So it's a tricky one. You're dealing with so many factors there. Mm. Yeah. And anyway, I just don't think. I think it's all hype to get votes, and yeah. I don't think any of it's particularly right. well thought through, and it's frustrating. You're right. That's Dan's grievance for today. Yeah. Let's move on to the rest of the policies. What do the Greens want to do? So the Greens want to build 1 million affordable public and community houses over the next 20 years and give $7 billion in capital grants to improve existing public housing over the next decade. So that's new homes, mm. which adds supply. Mm. In, in the areas that you're talking about, building new estates, new homes in places yep. where people can go move to. Well, yeah, like public housing. Yeah. Yeah. Low incomes. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Sure. The, the other scheme that's been spoken about a lot would be um, that the government has an equity stake in your home. Mm. So essentially they lend you the 20%. Are they all talking, are all parties talking about this? 
I'm not sure if all parties are talking about it, but Labor, here mm. we go. Labor's is shared equity scheme. Yeah. yeah. So there was a 30 to 40%. But again, this is the same problem as the other mm. policy. It's just adding demand. Yeah. You're not fixing the problem. Mm. It's just making it more possible for them to put themselves in a situation where they'll pay off a house in 40 years if they're lucky. Exactly. Not mm. fixing the problem. Fix the problem. Well, I think the problem is, Dan, wage growth. And that's what I said and at the very beginning. The if wages were up, yeah. <laughs> the government can't mm. do anything about that other than make mm. our market, our economy, a more conducive place to do business mm. where more profits are made mm. and employees are rewarded for mm. their productivity and efforts. Mm. So that's a really tricky one. And so we have a lot of business owners that listen to this podcast. Mm. And that's where I almost see like there's a bit of a responsibility. Like I kind of think like, F the government. Mm, we um, should. We can do it ourselves. Mm. We can we can increase the wages of our employees and mm. bridge that wage gap mm. um, by running better businesses and employing people and mm. finding efficiencies and building profits. So, but why? Yeah, definitely, I agree a hundred percent with that. And I think if we can do better business, we mm. can earn more money, we can pay everyone more. This becomes less of a problem. Yeah, like who cares what the government's doing about housing? Like, but why incentivize investment in houses? Not new homes being built, but why incentive? Why is there an incentive? It's all politics to buy houses. It's all politics. Yeah, so there is no reason there's, at all. There's no reason. It's what <laughs> yeah. people want. It's it's not a um, people are always going to want it though. Yeah, it doesn't help the economy in any way. You're not adding to building construction costs because you're not buying new homes. This yeah. is investing in existing homes. The only thing you're doing is bumping up real estate agents' wages. And mortgage brokers. And mortgage brokers. And they're doing all right as well. <laughs> and uh, banks make money off it too. Banks make money off they're it too. They're a backbone of our economy. Yeah. So, but you see what I'm getting at. Like, well, what's yeah. the incentive? For, why are you doing it? If there was a reason, if it was like, hey, this adds yeah. X amount to our growth and you can go, great, I can see that. I yeah. can see why investing in that is a good idea. Mm. Like purchasing a new asset in your business, why they were incentivizing that because mm. it's adding spending, it's doing all these things, right? Yeah. If there was a reason, great. Mm. No reason. Yeah, like, I mean, they could go the other way and they could make it better for long-term renters, potentially. How good would that be? Yeah. Then people could be like, well, I don't need to buy a house, actually. I can just rent. But again, that risks house prices dropping, doesn't it? But this is politics, Dan. But you also risk by investing, right? There's a risk. Government policies change. Yeah, of course. So, don't be up in arms if your investments don't go as well. Because you were incentivized to do it. The problem is half the country, half the politicians. No one's going to vote for it. I'm a minority. Minority. Yeah, I'm a minority. Here. And half the politicians yeah. on both on all sides of politics, whichever mm. way you look at it, mm. own investment properties, Absolutely. own houses. Yeah. So it's it's not changing anytime soon. No. And the thing is, this, this is, is why politics. It's a grievance. The, yeah. And <laughs> this is you. Yeah. And this is why I'm surprised you're excited yeah. about Saturday to go down there because you know 80% of the people you look at it's my time will be to like, say it. <laughs> right. So you're going to go down yeah. with a sign and be like yeah. against housing policy. Yeah, I'm going to be a one policy <laughs> candidate somewhere. <laughs> the make houses more affordable party. Mm. Do you ever run as an independent? not unless there was a legitimate chance of being elected. Cause this is the, this is the issue. Mm. Like it's all politics mm. and our, at the root of it, our political system is a bit of a farce mm. really. So let's get back to that. Yep. Australia 
our preferential voting system. Yep. Let's talk about that for a second as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about housing. There's mm-hmm. many more things to talk about. Still. We're going to jump into a few other po- topics. Yep. But just when you go down to vote on the day, mm. there's a few things to know there too. Mm. Um, Australia, I was reading recently, is one of the few countries. Mm. Um, UK is even different to us where, mm. um, where you actually have to number your preferred party mm. from like one to, to six. let's say six, seven, eight, depending yeah. on how many you're running in your in seat. In your seat, yeah. This is um, lower house, lower house. Yeah, this is this, this is not the Senate. Mm. Yeah, so um, which is different again. Mm. But like um, one, one to who a cares billion. about the Senate though? One to a billion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you if you're below the line in the yeah, Senate paper. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So so but the main one we sort of all focus on is the lower, lower house. house. Yep. Um, so on this one, like if you're voting for you know I guess Labor one. Um, and Liberal 8, then that's an effective vote, Mm. potentially. Mm. Because therefore, if Labor is the majority in that seat, then they're going to get your vote. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're not, then whoever is going to end up being the majority will get your vote. Mm. So, let's just say you vote the Guns Party, number Mm. one. Mm -hmm. um, And then you're like, don't really care Mm. from then on who you're going to vote for. So, Mm. you don't number them Mm. or you just go... Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, you could accidentally be giving your vote to one liberals nation. or the Labor yeah. or the Labor Party yeah. or One Nation or the Greens. Yeah, because your preference is going to slide to who is the eventual majority. Yeah. So if if there was an outright winner in the seat, yeah. So if if one person got sixty percent of the vote, preferences yeah. don't matter. Yeah. That person won. That's right. Right. Yeah. But if the primary vote was thirty percent and forty percent. Yeah. Which it's going to be. Which usually is. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be that. Um, which means, sure. you know, 30% of people in that electorate voted mm. for someone other than the main two parties, which mm. is likely, which yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, then your preferences really do matter because, yeah, your, mm. your second vote could be the one that pushes it over the edge. So, number your boxes wisely. Mm. Think about who you don't want to have your vote. Mm. Put them last. As, yeah, as mm. much as who you do want to have your vote. Yes. And, and, and then put it that way. Because even if you, like, let's say there are eight options mm. and then you want liberal and labor last. Let's say you mm. don't want either of those. Mm. Whoever you number at seven, mm. you're potentially giving your vote to ahead of who you number at eight. Yeah. Right? Yep, definitely. Especially if you're voting <laughs> one through six in minority parties yeah. who are unlikely to get the majority vote. Exactly. You're probably voting for either Labour or Liberal. That's right. <laughs> and so, this is why I want yeah. to talk about this yeah. as well, because yeah. everyone's like, oh, I hate them all. Mm. I'm not going to, I'm just going to waste my vote or mm. whatever. Mm. You, you actually can't with the preferential voting system. Mm. It, it's going to go to someone. And Very um, likely. and that's why it's also important that when you're walking in and let's say you're voting liberal and mm. liberal guy out the front gives you a how to vote card, mm. they have predetermined who they want to get the preferences in your seat. Yeah. Right. So you don't, so they're suggesting it. Yeah. That doesn't mean you need to follow that. Yeah. Make your own mind up about yeah. who you want to vote for. It used to be a bigger problem when I think, I think they changed this where you used to just be able to put one. Yeah. And then yeah. the party had preferred ones right. and it followed that. Right. But I think they've, they've, it might have been in the Senate. Anyway, they've changed, they changed okay. something recently. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, label them. Yeah. Number them correctly. Yeah. Because even if you think you, no, I'm voting for the sex party. Mm. Well, the sex party probably preference the next one and yeah. then the next one preferences the next one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I think that's really important too. Mm. Um, if you vote, mm. you'll end up voting for mm. probably whoever the majority. Yeah. 
Exactly. Or one of the top two majorities. One of the top two. Yeah. The other thing in the Senate, I will point out, yeah. is um, you vote above the line, you vote for a party, right? Yeah. Yep. They preference mm. who in their party gets the first, second or third yep. option, right? So there could be a guy or a girl in your party of preference who's just awful. Yeah. Just an awful person. Yeah. Um, and the second person is awesome. Yeah. And you really like everything they stand for and how they work, mm. but just pa- internal party politics, yep. their second preference. Yeah. If that party doesn't get enough votes to get two seats in the Senate, mm. your person misses out and the first person gets it. True. So that's why voting below the line in the Senate can yep. be a good idea because you can choose who you like. Yep. Now, in saying that, there's literally a billion people below yeah, that line and hard. you'd have to know a lot and then you have to label them all and it's very hard. So it takes yep. a lot of research. So I understand yep. people not doing it, yep. but just be aware that's how it works. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. Good one, Dan. Yeah. I like it. All right, let's dive into some more policies here. Uh, mm, things policy. that are things that are close to this podcast. Uh, let's go tax and tax cuts. Yeah, tax cuts. Woo! So big news, everybody. They're all passing through stage three of the tax cuts, and that's their big policy update. Yeah. Mm. So essentially, the tax cuts that were legislated years ago um, are still going to happen, which is just further further flattening of the t- individual tax rates, essentially, yeah. and going down to twenty five percent in the corporate tax rate for small businesses. Yeah, so Labor and Liberal are seeing eye to eye on this one, basically. Mm. And there's something here on the ABC website about promising to close loopholes for big international corporations, but I'm fairly sure Liberal's doing a pretty similar thing. Yeah, yeah. that must have just been an announcement that Labor made, but I've heard the same thing from from Liberals. But um, but yeah, that's just ABC bias. Let's move past that. (laughs) But um, (laughs) the Greens were the... and, And it says here, the Greens the only senators to vote against the tax cuts in 2019. Mm. So that's funny. Um, Like everyone, I often wonder why the Greens policies are listed with the other parties instead of like the other minority Mm. parties. But um, do you know, they get like 10% of the primary vote. It's pretty solid. They are literally like the third biggest party. Yeah. By by a significant margin. They might grab a bit more this election too. They tend to get a fair bit a fair few uh, Senate seats and only like mm. one or maybe two yeah, okay. sometimes lower yep. house seats. Yeah. Uh, people tend to vote for the more in the Senate. In the Senate. Interesting. Then again, I looked at who our local um, seat green um, Senator is in the lower house. Mm. And she was like an ex yoga instructor and Sounds right. um, <laughs> spent some time in small business. I didn't say what that was. Um, good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, didn't fill me with confidence. There was a lot of typos as well. Mm, that's not great. A lot of typos. And- Have you heard about all the ghost candidates? Really? No. Because um, One Nation and the United Australia Party um, promised they'd put a candidate in every seat. Right. And so there's all these candidates in a seat. There's just no photo, no bio. No one knows anything about them. Half oh. of them don't actually even live in the area. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, there you go. Let's move on. Uh, electric vehicles is something close to our heart, Tim. That is. Yes. So, the coalition are saying that they're going to spend $250 million to build 50,000 electric vehicle charging stations in homes mm. and $21 million uh, to roll out ultra-fast charging stations along two of our biggest highway networks, which I'm assuming would be the M1 Mm. and another one. Yeah, I'm not sure. What yeah, one M2. <laughs> yeah, probably just M2. Yeah. yeah. Just out west. Yeah. <laughs> just both in New South Wales. Yeah. No, surely not. No, but um, 
But yeah, that's good because the infrastructure for charging is a problem. Um, it's a massive problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm in support of that. Yeah. Um, they're also saying, you know, we know they're going to try and reach the net zero emissions by 2050, um, but they're going to focus on uptake of hybrid, hydrogen, and biofueled vehicles. Yeah, all right. It does not include any incentives or subsidies that would make electric vehicles cheaper. Okay, but boomer. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's, let's, uh, let's add a carbon capture on your exhaust pipe. That's efficient. Yeah, you can turn it into hydrogen fuel. <laughs> fuel your home. So, labor policy. This one actually, this one, this one gets me going a bit, Tim. I like this. Uh, yeah. this, I, this, this may get my vote. <laughs> so they're going to introduce uh, tax breaks for electric cars, um, which would include um, no import tariffs, but also mm. the more important one, is no fringe, fringe benefits, benefits tax. tax on vehicles costing less than the luxury car tax threshold. And then we that gives me a tingle on my dingle, Tim. <laughs> this gets me excited. <laughs> we will never spend the time to go back and flashback on previous episodes. No. I feel like we've talked about that before. I think you're right, maybe. I think Albanese- Listens to the podcast. Listens to our podcast. Albo, you're welcome. You're, mate, you're welcome. You're and welcome. I'll tell you what, for listening to our podcast- you might get my vote. <laughs> Just might. <laughs> Just on this one policy, which is, um, yeah, but look, for those of you who don't understand, so if you have a vehicle that you own in your business, let's say it's a company, um, and you use that vehicle privately and it's not a commercial vehicle, mm. um, there's fringe benefits tax on you having that. And there's a couple of ways to calculate that. But, yeah. but let's just, the easiest way, 20% of the purchase price is the fringe benefit uh, amount. So if you spend 60 grand on a car, that's potentially 10 to 12 grand a year. Yep, mm. exactly, exactly. Which you'd have to make a contribution back or you'd end up paying tax on. Yeah, you have to take it as uh, dividends yeah. or wage that you don't actually earn cash for. Yeah. Which you then still, again, pay tax on. Yeah. So, so this, you know, let's say if it is 12 grand, um, yeah, you might pay six grand in tax mm. for, Definitely. For, for the benefit of having that vehicle. I could see you paying between, mm. yeah, three to five grand in tax yeah. for that. Mm. Depending on incomes and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, in this example, if your car costs less than 80 grand roughly mm. and it's an electric vehicle, mm. you wouldn't pay that tax. That's music to my ears for That's a number a of reasons. huge saving. Because that really simplifies things for fringe benefits tax as well. So for much. small business. So much. So you just buy electric vehicles. And don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about FBT. Yeah. Oh, music to my ears. Music to my... And I like devil's into the detail. I wonder yeah. if there's a specific... Um, business usage that you have to i don't know who what knows about hybrids hybrids account yeah anyway you know devil's in the details however if mm. it is as simple as this states which yeah. is which is buy an electric vehicle below 80 grand and you won't pay fbt yeah then yeah i'm gonna buy like i'm, I'm gonna buy one i'm gonna absolutely buy one 100 you'd be yeah. crazy not to and any any companies with a fleet of cars would also be crazy not to so then that also does worry me in some ways i'm like are we ready for that mm. is there enough electric vehicles i don't know is there enough charging order stations? <laughs> but yeah, yeah get, your, get your order in uh, if that happens. So, uh, another thing affecting um, small businesses everywhere, Tim, is childcare. Mm. So, let's look at the childcare options here. So, the coalition uh, brought forward its childcare subsidy changes. Uh, families with two or more children in care under six years of age are now eligible to receive an additional 30% on top of their current subsidy with a total capped at 95% for families with one child. And mm. it's remained the same 
with a maximum cap of 85% with no annual cap, apparently. So that's, yeah, great. Um, that was announced in the budget. Yep. So. Labor has promised more generous subsidies pretty much across the board, including locking in the government's changes to second and additional children. It would also raise the maximum subsidy cap uh, to 90% for the first child. Uh, mm. Long-term goal would be provide universal 90% subsidy to all families. The family income threshold would be lifted from 350 to 530, which is... So, right now, yeah, $350,000 cap. Sounds like mm. oh, they should be able to afford That's it. Heaps. But childcare is a lot of money. Yeah. It's very expensive. You need to earn a lot to be able to pay. Yeah. Like, you need to be it. earning a lot more than that mm. to, to comfortably, yeah. you know, take in that entire cost. Yeah. So, um, raising it up to 530 is a great idea. Mm. Um, and universal 90% subsidies, that's going to get um, more women back into the workforce yeah. quicker. Mm. It's going to increase uh, our labor shortages that we're having in professional industries mm. and, and all over the place. Mm. This is just a good idea. This, yep, they're, they're promising to spend a bit more money there. And then the Greens want to make it free. Yeah. <laughs> Great in theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A- access to 100 hours a fortnight of fully subsidized care. My God. That was, How uh, good would that be? I was reading another article that was, um, it was talking about the coalition, the Labor and the Greens uh, climate policies. Yeah. And, and it got four experts um, from the industry to go through their policies and, and give a rating to mm. how, they, how they are. Yep. As expected, Greens had, you know, some of the best climate policies, but just like they didn't rate them first because they thought essentially they were unachievable. Unachievable. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So it was like Labor had the the best ones because they were the most realistic and and mostly based on fact. Yeah. Coalition had the worst because they were just, in, in their words, they were just no good. Yeah. And Greens were the middle, which was like... This would be great. Yeah. But, but it's not, not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they want net zero by 2035 at the latest. Yeah. Oh God, that's close. It's very close. And uh, they want to phase out coal and gas completely and switch to 100% renewable energy usage as soon as possible. Mm. Uh, and then Labor has committed to net zero by 2050 and a 2030 target of 43% mm. reduction. I'm assuming that is. Interesting. So. Interesting. So, um, there isn't a category in here specifically for small business, but we've gone through um, the tax stuff, childcare, and electric vehicles. Um, but I went to each of the governments, uh, each of the party, main parties' websites, just mm. to read what their category on small business says. Um, and it's not much, really, um, apart from what would have already been released. The interesting one, which I found in, in labors so far, mm. was um, to increase the amount of contract work from government to small business yeah, uh, and improve the payment terms so they get paid in cool. less than 30 days from a government agency. Right nice. now, the average is 37 days, apparently. Yeah. Um, uh, to try and decrease regulation on small businesses and paperwork, yeah, which would be interesting. Um and the transaction costs we're dealing with government as well. So yep. they're all sort of wishy-washy. Um, there's no real detail mm. apart from, from those specific things. Uh, the coalition, their plan is similar. Uh, tax relief, mm. they've said. Uh, and it's mainly to do with things that's already going. Yeah. So bonus deductions for um, 
training and yeah. and IT costs and all those things we spoke about in the budget. There's basically all the budget announcements. Yeah, which, which is labor was like, yep, we're going to do that too. Yeah, so exactly. So so not much new in that department on the small business front. Mm. So that's interesting. It is interesting. Mm. One thing that's not on here, Dan. Mm. is that whole economic management piece as mm. well. So Loose unit. <laughs> it assumes that we just, I guess, understand. Mm. But if, yeah, if, if, if Labor and the Greens are promising to spend more, mm. then it must also be understood that we're going to go into more budget deficits mm. and probably in the future, taxes are going to have to go up higher. Mm. So... It's good they're cutting them right now and we're trying to get wage growth. Mm. I suppose all parties are probably hoping wage growth will happen. Mm. And at that point, they'll just up the taxes. Which, and uh, with wage growth become, comes more tax revenue as yeah. well. So Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because traditionally that has been the thought and the, the difference between what people think about the coalition and think about labor is the it coalition is. will lower your taxes, but they're not going to spend as much on services. Yeah. Labor will do some re- big reforms. It'll t- spend more money, but you might have to pay a bit more in tax to pay for it. Yeah. That's sort of been the thought. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened and yeah. the coalition spent more than anyone yeah. and are still lowering taxes. Mm. Now they are probably going to end up cutting a lot of the things that, that they have been doing. Yeah. Um, but but then you do think, you know, their argument suddenly wasn't we need to get things back. It's the economy will grow and the debt as a proportion to the economy will be less. Yeah. Which is, I think Jeremy Thorpe spoke a bit about that. Yeah. Is that what Labor's doing? I, I, I don't I know. So. Yeah. Is that their plan too? Is do, do people not care about the budget now? Is that, are we post budget? Is that, is that where we're at? We could be. We could be. I don't uh, know. I don't know. But I do think there's, there's, a consideration mm. must be given to that. Um, and then just another thing is look at your local area and just think about what has been announced for your local area by mm. the various parties. I've got one on my screen right here that I need to research a little bit mm-hmm. because we live on the central coast. Mm-hmm. Um, fast rail is something that really interests me. Interesting. Um, I know it's probably in New South Wales and a federal thing. And yes, mm. all the promises they make now may not come true. And yes, if they say they're going to announce it now, it'll probably take 30 years for them to build it. But Mm -hmm. that is a priority for me. Mm. And then another one is uh, a local road upgrade as well. Yep. So look at those things that are interesting to you that Mm. might be announced in your local area because at the end of the day, if you can benefit yourself or your local area by voting in a certain direction, that's going to help you to choose who to vote for as well, isn't it? Yeah, so... I'm on another website by The Guardian here and it's it's about pork barreling. Yes. Which is what we're, what we're, we're talking about, about mm. which is what, what they're promising in your local area. Yeah. And they've got a graph here where you can sort by electorate. And I've gone and I found our electorate, mm-hmm. Durbell. The incumbent is the Labor Party. Mm-hmm. The coalition <laughs> during this campaign has promised $387.4 million additional dollars. Beautiful. If they win. <laughs> Uh, and that's not if they win our seat. That's if they win the election, by the way. That's the other thing to remember. Wow. Just because they win your seat. Yeah, true. If they're not in government, none of those things are happening. True, true. Um, Labor promised $5 million, so not a lot, right? Jeez. The coalition, so uh, 
are spending 7.7 times more money than if it was just distributed equally amongst all electorates. <laughs> Which so means they think be, they can win this seat. Wouldn't we be crazy then to vote Labor here? Because we might get additional... But will those things ever happen? Uh, so another, have faith. A, an, another funny joke I read, Tim, was um, why is bribery in an election illegal? <laughs> yeah. Why then? Because you might actually get what you were, pro- <laughs> what you were promised. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah but uh but yeah so yeah you're right i mean are we crazy not hoping that they win because then we get all these upgrades look, literally look at that labor has promised five million dollars of spending additional dollars that is additional yeah versus the coalition's almost 400 million 400 million <laughs> for dobell yeah and that could be over a decade yeah it could it well. could very well be over so, a decade which means that it's likely that a chunk of that could never happen and it, and it might be across several different governments. True. Um, True. I mean, how much can you take these promises as gospel? I don't know. I have no faith. Sort of like selling your soul. Yeah. For what promises. Do, I, I'd, I'd like to look at what those promises actually are. I think so. Personally, that's where I'm torn. Hmm. I can't trust the local Greens member. Sorry hmm. for whoever you are. I forget your name, but hmm. I didn't. Like the look of your credentials. No mm. offense. <laughs> then we've got Labor and Liberal. So, mm. cool. I think the Labor person here, Emma McBride, is great. Yeah, she seems really nice. We've, we've really good, met her before. Really good local person. Really yeah. friendly. Really nice. She's from the area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think she does have the best interest of the area at heart. Mm. But Labor's not getting behind the area mm. as much as Liberal is. I also like Labor's policy on electric vehicles for small businesses. Mm. That's really cool. Why can't Liberal do something like that as well? It's just obvious. It makes sense. Then the Liberal side of things is Dr. Michael Fennelly. Yep. He's a cardiologist from Newcastle. He doesn't live. Yeah. He's not even a local. Not a local. That's, I don't like that. No, they're I, just parachuting I, someone in. I don't like that at all. But I do like the spending that they're saying they're going to do in the area. Mm. So, that's where I'm at with my vote. I'm undecided still. Mm. Here are all of our local mem- uh, candidates. Kath. Kath Connor. Apologies, Kath. Kath Connor from the Greens. the Greens. I do, um, want, I do want the Greens to get a few more seats. Martin Stevenson election. from One Nation. Uh, Elliot Metherill, Liberal Democrats. Uh, Dean James Mackin. UAP and Jeff Barnes from Fusion, the science pirate secular climate emergency. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was pictures of him. Yeah. There's Kath. Hey, Kath. Anyway. um, Yes. So, yeah, but I agree. There's there's all these things to weigh up. That's what I'm at. Elections are hard, Tim. They're really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good when it's over. Yeah. We'll see who wins. There's many other categories that we haven't gone through. The NDIS, older Australians, defense, education, aged care, anti-corruption commission. And and a lot of these issues are big for people, but we're focusing yeah. on the ones that are mainly small business and, and our listener related. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but I guess you get the gist of it. Yep. Yeah. Do some research, think about your local area mm. um, and vote. And vote. Vote or die, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Little South Park reference. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, uh, let's move on to our other things. Tim, do you have another thing this week? 
Yes, I'm sure I do. Have I talked about winning time? You did. Uh, you did. You did. Uh, uh, let me talk about. Okay, I do have. I do have a good other thing. Okay. I went to see Essendon play on Saturday night. Yes. We are so bad right now. <laughs> we suck. We suck. How so does this much. keep happening? How, like you've been fairly low on the table, right? Mm. Why are you getting good pick? Like, didn't you get this the beast or the bull? We came, whatever you call them. We him? came the package. Yeah. We came eighth last year. No, that's not so bad. Yeah. So we didn't get a very high pick. Yeah. Oh, the beast. You're talking about Ben Hobbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's playing, but he's young, he's only young. He's a young guy. Yeah, you can't. He's got some years of development ahead. Yeah. Of him. Yeah. Nineteen year old doesn't mm. come in usually and change the fortunes of a team. Mm. So we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work to do. People are forgetting how young we are. Mm. And I think we're just going to have to be patient there, Dan. Mm. What we don't have to be patient with is my fantasy team because it started winning. I've won two in a row now. <laughs> winning time. Yeah, winning time yeah. has begun. I lost my first seven. Mm. I've won the two since then. That's good. If you keep winning the rest of the time, then you're, gonna, you know, you're in a good spot. My team is looking actually very good now. Mm. And I've got a game against one of the top four teams this mm. weekend. So, mm. I need to win basically the rest of my games to make finals. Mm. It's doable, mm. but it, I, a few things need to go my way. Okay. So, bit of luck. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm holding out hope. That's good. I'm an optimist. That's good, Tim. Optimist Prime. Um, yeah. uh, my other thing this week, uh, I've started watching the show Yellowstone. Ah. Did I have spoken about this show. already? No, I, I, about this I don't think you on have. The pod? Not on the pod. Um, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Cool. Uh, it makes me want to go get a, a ranch somewhere. Oh, and Montana. Live off the land. Uh, the only problem is, I, I, you know, I love Australia. Tim, I'm not mm. anti-Australia. Yeah. But our ranches just don't look the same. Oh, a lot no. of unless They've I'm in like the mountains, mountains somewhere, mm. um, most Amazing. of them are just like big dirt patches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. outback, which Definitely. is beautiful in its own right. Yeah, but not the same. So, no, you know, I'm looking at New Zealand, uh, mm. Tassie, uh, or Montana, or Montana. But really, do you want those issues? Because people are just going to come and try and build a ski resort. On your land. Yeah, and they're going to raise property taxes and you know, I'm going to have to sell my land. I want to put an airport in. Yeah, so I'm just going to take them off to the train station. <laughs> the train. And just throw them off a cliff. It's a long, dark train. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm enjoying that. So that's good. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah. It gets a bit old after a while. Yeah. I'm going, as I said, I'm going to go camping, um, I think, in a couple of weeks. Cool. So I'm going to buy an Akubra. Nice. And just head out there and yeah. be one with nature. It's say things like y'all, y'all, and uh, this is you know we live off the land and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, no, mm. I'm a I'm a fan of it. I like I like it, mm. and uh, mainly the the scene shots are really cool. Mm. I mean, that's a real ranch as yeah. well. And yeah, uh, well, apparently the guy stay there. So, I think someone was telling me the guy that runs the show bought the ranch next door, <laughs> and so there's a ranch that's featured on the show in the latest season, which I haven't watched yet. Okay. Which he actually owns. <laughs> and now he's making a spin-off about that ranch. Oh my God. Because <laughs> there's already two other spin-offs. There's really? the 1880, whatever it is, which is about how they founded ah, the ranch. Right. It's had like three seasons or something. What? And then there's a new one coming out, which is called 19 something, which is about John Dutton's grandpa. What? And about the troubles he had running ah, the ranch. So I like, didn't know that. Yeah. So the original prequel is like, the That's original cool. John Dutton or whatever his name is. So, like, yeah. their great-great-great-grandfather yeah. Yeah. founding the ranch. There you go. Yeah. 
That's then protecting cool. it from that's very cool probably not a ski resort but yeah. i'd say um trouble with native americans mm. and also um railways and mm. shit like that yeah anyway cool thanks for listening everybody if you want to get in touch two drunk podcast at gmail.com uh two drunk accountants and all the social medias uh we'll be back next week as always and uh yeah reach out say good day uh we're just working yeah or also a special shout out to listeners that send us shirts yes 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 coolest shirts ever yes i'm gonna post a picture of that actually which i haven't done yet got a photo Mm. do appropriate social media shout outs yeah appropriate social media shout outs to the back beach yep thanks everybody thanks for listening and we will calculate it